0: Hey friend, welcome to She Said, She Said podcast, a top rated global career and personal development podcast with a unique focus on helping you create more influence in your life. My name is Laura Cox Kaplan, and I've seen firsthand the impact that effectively mastering and really using influence can have. I created this podcast to help us dig deeper into the different dimensions that help us build and sustain influence. And each week, I'm drawing on this incredible community of women to help us do just that. Whether you're navigating a career or life pivot, maybe starting a business or raising money for a special cause, or just trying to connect with folks who don't share your views, understanding and using the different dimensions of influence will not only increase your chances of success, but will leave you happier and better positioned to have the impact that you hope to have. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and feedback and how you think about influence in your life. Hey, friend. Welcome to the podcast. Have you ever found yourself longing for or searching for a group or a network that really helps support your business goals? Maybe you're looking for something that can give you encouragement and inspiration and also tactical advice on next steps to take in your career or business. Now, these sorts of groups can be incredibly hard to find, and also finding ones that are a good fit for you. While podcasts like this one can be great resources, and I sure hope that you are consistently finding that to be the case here, but... Nothing takes the place of direct personal connection for really brainstorming ideas and for getting perspective from others. It is one of the things that I loved so much about last week's live episode. That was, of course, the in person event that I co hosted with personal brand expert, my friend Tamara Edwards. But this week, as part of our continuing holiday series, I'm sharing a great addition to the holiday lineup, and it really builds so beautifully with this idea of connection and collaboration and creating and how those concepts are absolutely essential for building and sustaining influence in your life and career. My guest is the incredibly fabulous and completely lovely Lydia Menzies. She is the creator and founder of a company called Lydia Menzies Celebrates. Her company and all of the experiences that she creates as part of that is built on the concept of not only the importance of celebrating and gathering, but of the power of generous collaboration, connection, and hospitality. Honestly, friend, it would be quicker to refer to Lydia as party planner extraordinaire, but that does not begin to describe what she does or how she approaches her work. Planning the perfect celebration for Lydia is a layered experience that at its core is really about how to Create a True and Lasting Connection. Her approach is very inspiring. As a member of Lydia's very special membership group, which is called The Supper Club, I have been so inspired by not only what she's created, but also how she has attracted members and the thoughtful approach that she takes to supporting and encouraging those members, both personally and professionally. And you will hear that in this conversation. But I want to highlight just a few themes that you're going to hear increasingly folks are struggling with what to do when your work or your creative idea is either stolen or copied or used without attribution. We talk about some experiences there, we get Lydia's advice, and we also talk about uh, the importance of offering a clear solution when this happens. We talk about how we are influenced by those around us and why that matters. We also talk about why values can matter when collaborating and picking collaboration partners. We talk about how Lydia started the Supper Club. We talk about the role that confidence plays in supporting others. We talk about the importance of learning to recognize our unique gifts. And we talk about the power and importance of really finding ways to embrace creative pursuits. Friend, there is a lot packed in here, and I think you can't help but be inspired by Lydia's approach to collaboration, and to creating opportunities that actually help others to succeed. You will find links to Lydia's website and to the Supper Club in the show notes for this episode. It's episode 275. Lydia, welcome to She Said, She Said.
1: Thank you, Laura. I'm so excited to be here with you.
0: Well, I am so excited to have you. It is the perfect conversation at the perfect time of the year to talk to my favorite party planner, but you are much more than that. So I want to start this conversation by really diving into your philosophy behind entertaining, creating these experiences. Talk to us about kind of how you approach an event.
1: Well, thank you. And I love that you dive into influence because we are all under the influence of something, right? Right. <laughs> and so I just want to, I think we just have to choose wisely about where our influence um, how, it is powerful mm-hmm. and we have to decide how to use it and we have to realize the importance of it. And it's something that is, you know, on a daily basis, we really are under the influence. And so everything we come into contact with is is an is something that influences us, whether we know it or not.
0: And for better or worse, right?
1: For better or worse. And so you do have to, just like choosing your friends wisely, you Mm. have to choose, you know, everything that you decide to to kind of jump into. And so I, my, as the people would say, love language is to um, host other people, whether it's parties, official parties, or just, you know, gatherings, or just in my daily routine. I always feel like I am... Able to influence them in some way that is a positive mm-hmm. thing for them, so that that way that whether I'm in a store and I say hello to people, or whether I'm opening my front door to people who I'm who I'm hosting in my home officially, you know that feeling that you give them is really important to me. So that I am careful to know to notice, and I hope that I can encourage others to notice that and be aware. Um, I think often people internalize the fact that they are being influenced more than realizing how much influence and impact they can have on others. And that's what I bring to it, whether it's a party. Um, and, and if you take the, the party side of it, that's structured, you know, you have the thought that goes into the planning of every detail. And um, for me, I think of it as how can I make this the best experience for my guests? Rather than what can I show off and what can I, you know, share with them that makes me look good. So I like to flip that. And I think a lot of times, if you approach it that way, you have much better results because that is truly what it means to be hospitable and to invite people into your world. And you want to leave them feeling better about the experience and themselves. I am really big on trying to help other people see their strengths and then trying to amplify those strengths for them. And so a lot of times, you know, just for instance, we recently had Thanksgiving and um, we had, instead of people going around the table and telling what they were thankful for, I just sort of took the lead because that gets awkward sometimes. Yeah, I just kind of took the lead and said, you know, this is what I'm thankful for. And I see this in each person at the table. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was my way of letting them know that I am thankful for them, but also leaving them with that little nugget of, of, of uh, extra confidence that I see what you're doing and I see how it's affecting others and keep going with that. Like you, you try to find the right part of somebody and continue to amplify that so that they can give their gifts that they that they've been given to others as well, and without even knowing it, um, you know, a lot of times people will say, "Leave your leave your shoes at the door," or whatever. Well, I like to say, "Leave your judgment at the door," <laughs> you know, because it's one of those things that judgment is something that is great to have. Mm-hmm. It keeps us safe in all of that. But for some reason, we we humans have have taken it down a notch to to judge. Others in ways that maybe are not productive, and they actually, you know, they don't really. um, They're not. There's nothing positive about judging uh, the mean, the the trivial parts of 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 a person. So you know, as you come and you enter someone's home, I just always say, I try to preach that in my in my classes that I do and things that leave your judgment out the door. Whether that's the hostess, the host, the home, the baseboards, all those things, like just just don't bother with that. But look at what you admire, because really, that's find the things that you admire, and then tell the, tell them what you like and what you enjoy seeing, rather than the opposite. So if you you know party dresses. Ladies love to to see what each other is wearing. We love to see because we're drawn to that creative side. We love the fashion and that's a natural thing. So look for what you admire mm-hmm. and then go and say, oh my goodness, that dress looks fabulous on you. That's, you know, your hair is amazing tonight. You know, it's okay to compliment people and it's not being shallow that you're just looking at their shell. It's just being realistic that yes, we are drawn to beautiful things or things that intrigue us. And so compliment that rather than looking at it and I can't believe Dolly wore that on stage. (laughs) So find the good thing. And like, that's fabulous that she had the courage to do that and the confidence. Right. And so it's really important to me that I express that or or that I live that and that I show that and that I encourage that because I just think that we don't even realize the gifts that we've been given. I think people don't look at themselves and see the, the strengths they have. And so I have this group called the Supper Club that I work with with ladies and gentlemen who I see so many strengths, I see so many gifts, and if I can just get them to see it, and then we take it to that next level and um, put it out there for them to grow, that makes me feel like we're getting, we're really progressing and going somewhere with with it. It makes everybody feel better. They can see their gifts. And I think a lot of times it's hard to admit your strengths. You Mm. know, I know for me growing up, it it was, it was considered polite to not talk about yourself, you know, impolite to ever, you know, look at me. And so you have to find a way because no one really wants to hear a a bragger. Mm. Um, You have to find a way and admit to yourself that, yeah, I am good at this. And that was one of the hardest things for me really was to be able to Go okay. I am good at this, and if I take this and use it and and funnel it, channel it into the right direction, it can be helpful for others. And that's exactly how I started my businesses. And what I mean it's 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 that thread that you just have to realize you you have woven through your whole life, and then you have to take it and use it.
0: Yeah. I love that. I absolutely love that. So I'd love for you to, to dive in a little deeper too. You just mentioned the Supper Club. I am a proud member of your Supper Club, even though I don't get to join you as much as I would like. But I I'd love for you to talk to my audience, especially to folks listening who may be aspiring entrepreneurs like you, and how you took this philosophy that you, this beautiful philosophy that you have just outlined, and this real spirit of generosity that's not just about the holidays it's every day of your life, 24-7, seven days a week. Talk about how you took that philosophy and created your business of which the Supper Club is one piece of that. I know you do some other things, but talk about what the Supper Club is and how you're really sort of curating and helping people collaborate with each other in addition to connecting.
1: You know, I think confidence is is at the core of so much. and if And if we can if we can build our confidence in our abilities, then I think that is just like the very, the very good found, the very strong, the strongest foundation that you can have for helping others go forward and progress. And so I am, you know, I'm one of those people who, as a kid, for example, when I was in the second grade, someone stole my Hershey bar and I love, those were my favorite things on earth. was a Hershey bar. My mom sent me one with one to school and a kid named Wayne stole it. My, um my teacher, you know, <laughs> sorted all that out and got it back for me. But my inclination, I said to the teacher was, well, I'm happy to share half of it with him. And she said, no, no, Lydia. No, no, no. Like we can't reward him for stealing your, she <laughs> But that is like, as a seven-year-old child, that was who I was. Like Mm-hmm. I, you know what? You can take my Hershey bar, but if you give it back to me, I'll even share it with you. So, you know, like that is an innocent child. <laughs> that was sort of that is my innate um, being. That's my nature. Is mm-hmm. that I? And you can be. You have to be really careful with business if you have that nature. And so, what I've noticed is that I have attracted people who have a similar way. There, they have a goodness about them that is just inborn. Like it's just something that they didn't curate. It just it just happens. So we have this. Group of people who are very kind-hearted, love to help others, and they just need a place to be able to put that and know they're not going to be taken advantage of, and learn how to use it to make their business grow. Yeah, it's very complex, actually. Yeah, it is. We keep it really light-hearted and fun, mm-hmm. and if you if you use it um, as a structure of the the parties, the hospitality, that is exactly what is inside all of us. We love to give to others, but then we also want to go, go, be able to build on it and grow something important and impactful rather than just, um, you know, here and there throwing these ideas out. We want it to really make an influence, make an impact through our influence. And so I love organizing these ladies and men that we have and I, t- I take what I see, it's very, I don't wanna say it's one-on-one because there are you know 80 of us. And so it's, it's small groups. And I take what I see, whether it's their artistic ability, whether it's the products they, they provide or whether it's the services they ha- are providing people. And I look and see how we can put those together whether it's, um, you know, like things all fit together very well. It's a hospitality driven, obviously. So you may have someone who sells table linens. We may have someone who does candles. We may have someone who offers a service of organizing. You know, we may, so we group all that. I have ladies who do fashion, who create their own dresses. I have ladies who own their own boutiques. So of course we all need a, a dress for a party. We need a post distress. So we can group that together. It fits really well into one theme of creating an experience for someone. And so they can collaborate together and make things. It's amazing. like They're going off on the sides, doing things together all the time. And it's so fun to watch. And then we can come together and continue to build, oh, hey, they did this. Why don't you and you and so-and-so work together to make something else happen? And you just see all of these great um, ways of working together rather than working against each other, I really encourage people who have the same business to talk to each other. And yeah, like, because the way one person runs a boutique is going to be different than the way the other person runs the boutique and there is always something to learn. Yeah. And if you can just break down those barriers, that fear of having a competitor and realize that it's, it's really a great place to learn from each other, and just, um, you know, let your guard down a little and know that you have this area that you can 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 talk with someone and learn. I'm a huge believer in surrounding yourself with people who know more than, you know, and, and it's not so much, it's not always about intellect. A lot of times it's about um, experiences. And so listen to those people who have already done something, you know, and then you have to learn how to do it. And and just take it. And it doesn't, people want to copy sometimes exactly, and they expect the same outcome. So I try really hard to help people realize that do it your way, do something similar, but make it fit your specific message or your specific business. So I really do believe in being able to weave things together rather than Trying to feel like you're knocking heads and having to outdo each other because a rising tide lifts all boats.
0: Absolutely. Huge
1: believer. Like I, I was on Nancy the, the first time I ever saw that. And I thought, if I could just get people to like do that, that would be ideal. That would be ideal. Yeah. And so that is sort of where I keep that in the back of my mind. Like as and I try to continue to grow my business. And as I grow my business, I'd like to offer my group the the opportunities that come my way. I want to extend them to them and then let them grow their businesses as well alongside of me so that we're all going forward and and ultimately being able to be kind in business and successful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. I, I love everything about that. Um, I'd love it, Lydia, if you have any advice. I'm sure that there are probably folks listening who are like, yeah, that, that all sounds great collaborating (laughs) with your, with your competitors, but maybe still in the back of her mind, she's like, yeah, I don't know if I can trust that person. So talk us through. What do you do when someone betrays that trust? I mean, what's what what experiences have you had in terms of managing through that and how did you react to it when someone either stole the idea or tried to completely copy what you were doing or you know whatever the case may be or maybe you saw that um, experience play out with one of your members? You know that is
1: such a great
0: question because it mm.
1: happens all the time and especially in the creative world and especially while, It's almost the Wild West in this creative world with social media and all of that. Like, we are, we all leave ourselves open to being copied all the time, anytime you share something. And that has been a really hard, I do not like to be copied and ripped off. No one does, (laughs) right? No one does. (laughs) No one likes that. And it drives me bananas when I see it. And so, you know, that goes back to morals and honesty and all of that. And so I have to constantly remind myself, okay, the first thing i do is when i see it happen i tell myself we are we have different moral we have different values we just do i'm not going to change that person's values but the way i react to it can help them see another side and I, if i if i handle it professionally and tactfully and gracefully then they can actually in my mm-hmm. mind they're going to learn from it hopefully um, sometimes that might be a little pollyanna but i definitely feel that the way you handle it um, can speak volumes for um, grace and tact. And so um, it's something that, first of all, I, there are so many layers to it, but first of all, I, I do believe in, a, in, a, um, in communication. You have to communicate. You absolutely have to say, okay, I'd like to bring you an idea. I want to share it with you in confidence. And then I would like for it to just be between us And it would mean a lot to both of us if we can get like a Mm non-disclosure agreement signed so that we agree that I don't, I don't use your ideas in in the way that wouldn't be best for you and vice versa. And Mm -hmm. I've learned that the hard way. So that comes from the experience of knowing and doing it all wrong, um, completely wrong. And it's hard to see somebody take your idea. I will say, so I started a blog, um, almost, I guess, 12 years ago. And now, at that point, it was also new and Pinterest was brand new. And so we were doing all these amazing ideas with our children, with food and doing, it was just such a neat thing. And now to see people just going to Pinterest and saying, oh, I got this on Pinterest. And here, let me make a TikTok or a Reel. And then they blow up because of someone's idea that we did 10 years ago is suddenly making them tons of money or tons of, that's hard for me. Like I, and I have to just really talk myself through that. Like that's very normal to be like like put off by that because you know down, that was not their original idea. Um, And so you just, you have to start um, also protecting the parts that you really want to Mm. keep as your idea the trademarks and all of that. Um, Angie Avar, Avard Turner is someone who I rely on a lot. She's a, a lawyer for creative people in business, and so she's my go-to. And I talk to her a lot about um, about ways to actually keep mm-hmm. it legally um, on the up and up because I want to be careful too. And I and it, and it, and it comes down to a lot of respect, sort of like. Back in the early days of all of this creative social media blogging and stuff, we would say, um, "I'm doing this," and I, the idea originally came from so and so, and I want to, and I was inspired to do this too. Well, now everybody's inspired by, right. you know, everybody. But and then it always ends up like, "Oh, I got this on Pinterest." But do you know the person that actually put that on Pinterest? That's what I wish people would think. And a lot of times it's just a matter of not really know and not understanding. There's a person behind that Pinterest photo and you just have to, you have to communicate. It's really communication and respect and having some value to it. I've even had really large companies grab an image. um, I had of a a birthday party and use it to sell their invitations. And that one was a hard one. And I, I was so proud of myself. For, I stood up for myself and I had them, you know, use, move, remove it because you can't take somebody's photo and use it to sell your products. But people are like, I found it. I found it on Pinterest. Like it was gorgeous. And I wanted to use it. Like you should be honored. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it very much. But Then you ha- there's another step in there where you ask permission mm-hmm. and you also, you know, you you do what's right and you compensate the person if you're making a ton of money off of their photo. <laughs> yeah. Because the photo would lead to the invitation. The invitation had nothing to do with the photo.
0: How did the how did the company respond? I'm curious what the what the outcome was and what they did about it. Did they ultimately compensate you or did you come up with some kind of a contract for them?
1: Well, this was pretty early. This was before I met Angie, but um <laughs> but <laughs> I definitely had I had them remove it from Pinterest. It was they were using it almost people will use my photos as an ad. Like they'll put it out as an ad and it will be my photo. And, and I guess people don't realize that you can search your photos. Like there's, there's so much capability to search what you're doing. And then, right. um, So I can search my photo because it was this particular photo was, I always joked that was my most stolen photo ever (laughs) um, because it was always being used. So I just, Wrote them a nice letter. Asked them to either credit me. I didn't even ask for compensation, but at least credit me and send them to my site because at that point I was running a blog and traffic was was the gold, you know. So that was all I wanted. I just, right, I just want right. you to, if you're using this, it has to go back to my site, not your site. And um, the, the the original, the first person was very combative and like, you should be so grateful that we're even using this. I mean, it was a very large company. Wow. And, and I know now that that company had just hired this person to run their social media. They were very fresh, like, like maybe even it's still in college running mm-hmm. something and didn't fully understand the, the ramifications of it. Mm-hmm. They only knew that they were running a, a, you know, they were just finding pretty pictures and making their, their company money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, And so as I went up the ladder to talk to different people, they became more understanding and they took it, they took it
0: down. Mm -hmm. As you said, it's kind of like the Wild West, right? You've got, it's, it's, it's a, it's a hard area to navigate. And if someone takes something that belongs to you and doesn't provide attribution for it. Um, you know, then what do you do? Do you go after them? And that's a that's a challenge within a creative business, within a content business of any kind, whether it's what you're doing or what I'm doing. Um, but it's a really it's an interesting it's an interesting question. But, you know, I love how you handled it. I love the fact that you sent them a nice letter you know, and said, hey, here's the this is my property. And here are some things that we can do to resolve this situation. You didn't sue them. You know, you were nice about it. Um, you know, everybody has to pick their battles and decide what's, what's right for them. But
1: True. And it always goes back to, for me, it always, communicate, like tell them when you said like, these are the things we can do to resolve this, let them know, don't just send a, you know, like I, and leave it open ended. Like, here's, here's my, this is my problem. Mm -hmm. Here's how I would like for this to be solved. And then if you, especially if you're working with someone and you realize that this is not going to work then just go back to that we have different values. Yeah. And those will not ever they won't. So that's just your cue to exit stage and go and work with other people who do have them. So it's okay to cut the ties. Yeah. If it's not suitable, if it's a, not a match. So don't be afraid to move forward. That doesn't mean that you're going to like lose everything. Another opportunity will come along. You yeah. just have to be really honest with yourself about what matches up with what you how you do business and how Someone else does business. And if it doesn't match, don't try to force that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I'd love for you to talk, Lydia, a little bit more about how you've structured the Supper Club. It's a membership organization, right? And But right. with lots of bells and whistles. But maybe talk a little bit about how you structured it and why. And then a bit more about how you got started, sort of how what led you to create the Supper Club in the first place.
1: Okay. So I... Um, first of all, the Supper Club started out as a membership, like you said, so people join the membership, and then each month we have activities, and it's a, it's a range of, of ideas that um, we do, but originally it started more so as as ideas for me to share about how to create an experience, and it's usually theme-related, and it had to do with setting tables and flower arrangements and all of that so that was wonderful and lovely and then suddenly the people um, who owned businesses within that niche like table linens and um, you know glassware china silver all of the all of the things um, they started started realizing how much they would enjoy that and how it would profit their business and so it became this really we were half and half. Half of it was creative, half of it was business. Mm-hmm. And so as that was sort of developing and evolving, I realized that I could really help the business side. I didn't know that they would want that. And it, it sort of surprised me. I knew I had all of that experience and knowledge, but I didn't know other people would would be interested. Mm-hmm. And so as our conversations, we would have Zoom calls and I would teach ideas for a holiday or something. And suddenly the the conversation would turn into more business. Mm -hmm. And so I really leaned into that because I love business and I love being able to help others. And I love also the fact that I, it's hard to be nice in business and find people who are also going to be that way too. You know, like it's sort of that, it's just this, um, it's a commonality that we that we share of trying to do it in a nice way without being that dog eat dog world, right. and so right. I really love it. And so what has happened is that our the supper club membership has become really strongly based with business, and um, we have a handful of people who are there just for the creative side, and we adore them. <laughs> they support everybody. They they are just everybody's best cheerleader. They want to buy everything they see and be the first people to know about the latest trends and the latest, you know, products that are out. And, um, and, but because of that side, the, for the creative people who don't own businesses, what I did was I pulled those, pulled that out and created the party prep school. Mm. And so for those people who want to just do the creative tablescapes, party ideas, and all of the fun, fun, just, get your hands in there and make and make and create i have the party prep school and so that was my answer to being able to do both and i keep the supper club membership which is more of the the business side i keep that separate now from the prep school and that way you can do so if you're if you really want to come in and learn and just enjoy the party side of it you can join the prep school. And if you want to do it, you get the prep school and the supper club within the supper club community. It's much bigger and broader. Um, So you get both in the supper club, but, um, and it it just overlaps so well. And I have my, my supper club members can come into the prep school and teach what they, what they love and learn and know how to do. I rely on them with their strengths to come in and, and, um, and share, and they can teach a class. For instance, we have Julie McAllister. She's an incredible cake so talented she does amazing cakes so each season she has done cakes for us that you can make easily at home and so she she does a class each time in the prep school so i have two things and that sometimes people you know they say what i mean which one what is this what is that um i'm doing a workshop next week to kind of help people see what the prep school is like Mm -hmm. and that is more of the creative side of it um and then if in And if you have a business and would like to find your community that really supports it and helps you grow, and it's not like a quick fix. We really work together for like each, you know, for months at a time. And it's a great, it's a great group to find, find a common bond. This prep school is, is I'm a really big believer in having your creative side is so healthy for Mm -hmm. you. And I think that, you know, I, I've recently been helping my mom through some, some health issues. And what always brings her the most happiness is when I bring her something to do that's creative. And it just made me realize even more how important it is to do something that is creative, that lets you sort of um, express that there's nothing better than to create this flower arrangement that you didn't know you could make or to, um, set a table and learn something new or different or fold the napkins in a different way. Just little things, but they really do add a lot to your to your overall health and happiness and just general just enjoyment. Yeah. So there's a lot of um again, I I just absolutely I love the the psychology of creativity. Uh And I think it's fascinating and it's so good for us. Yeah. So we have artists, we have all sorts of people that are part of of the group. So Yes. Ask me any questions if it's not clear on which one is which. And you know, people, I'm always happy to talk with people one-on-one or like they DM me on Instagram of which one should I be in and you know how do I do it and how do I how do I start? And as a whole, they both are two two separate communities that are really fabulous for growth, whether it's creativity or whether it's creativity in business.
0: Yeah, I I mean I love I love everything that you just said, but but what particularly resonates with me is how you talk about creativity, and I've you know I've come to think of creativity as something that you should do with intention and really think of it as an investment in yourself. It's a piece of my whole sort of influence um, framework, if you will, that you really have to be intentional about taking those actions and it's part of why I wanted to join the supper club both because you're amazing and I'd had an opportunity to get to know you through the southern sea but also sort of thinking about intentional ways to really engage creatively in a space that I wasn't spending as much time I don't I don't bake particularly. <laughs> I don't. I love to throw parties, but I'm not particularly good at putting all the pieces together. And so I get so much inspiration and so much of my creativity, I find, is fueled through interaction with you and the members of this group. I don't get to participate as much as I would like, but what interaction I have had has been incredible. But it's that idea of really thinking about engaging in activities with intention that helps you unlock problem solving in other parts of your life or your business. Um, So I love that you tapped into that. And I think, you know, your point about the psychology behind creativity is so powerful. I know it's, it's just the tip of the iceberg too, on
1: what Mm. we're discovering about our brains. Thank goodness for imaging and all of that, that we can actually see where certain parts light up and things that connections that are made and it really does, it truly is great for our, our health and so for our just our wellness and our, our happiness and our well being. But I think that it is a great place to also um, to also like you were saying, dive into your creative side and you always get something. I have a friend who says if you get one thing out of out of what you do, if you just get one thing out of a class you take or a group you join, that in itself is worth every penny. Like you're just looking for that one thing that you can gain. So for you, you know, you, you have such a busy schedule, but you are part of the group and you interact with us on the um, Instagram um, group chat, or you, you know, we get together at the Southern Sea and we get to see each other. And it's just right. a connection that even if it's not a, you know, a daily thing or even a weekly thing, we have this connection and this bond that we, we get it. We understand what it is. And then once you're in there, you kind of see, and you have that camaraderie and that um, friendship and that business sense of um, helping each other. And you, yeah. you get to know each other and I create experiences for our group throughout the year. I call them soirees, um, supper club soirees and they are really built for that so that we can get together and create like my main goal is that we get together and we create something. And mm. so we've done them with um, Hoffman media in Birmingham. We've done those that where we can literally we go in and we we made biscuits, you know, with Brian. We created (laughs) flower centerpieces. We did a full tablescape setting that will be published um, in this upcoming year for amazing. um, Yeah, we did tablescapes. Everybody loves their their dishes and bringing all the things and making and creating. And um, we do a lot of that because I truly believe in the effects, the healthy effects that it has. And it also it breaks down like we were all in different kitchens decorating cakes together and doing things you get to know each other better and Mm -hmm. then we also did one on Nantucket this summer which was a small one and it was phenomenal for me to be be able to chat with people one-on-one and just learn a lot about each other and we were constantly doing fun and creative things the whole time we so I take the experiences and the people that sign up to go on them and the area that we are in. And I incorporate all of that to, to put all the details in that will make those experiences, something that are, that will be useful, but also just great time together. And like you said, it just, um, it, it, it just builds, it builds everybody up in a way that if nothing else, you have this wonderful group of people that you know you can kind of come and bounce ideas off of, or ask questions, or you know crowdsource just different things that you need. So, yeah, it's one of the best things I've ever created um, that I am most proud of, and it's and it's because of the people that are in it. It's it's phenomenal. Like I tell people all the time, there's so much depth there, and it's hard to explain. But I mean, every single person that is in this group, offers something really incredible. And and they don't always know it. But as a group, we pull it out of them. And it's just, I love, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Um, It's wonderful.
0: I love, I love all of that. I love some of the things that I have, have really enjoyed about it too, is having an opportunity to support other female entrepreneurs to buy and showcase their products, particularly showcasing them. I, I love to, there are so many of the supper club members that I have gotten to know personally, whose products are meaningful to me. They're many, in many cases, they're handmade things. Um, I like to talk about them on Instagram and, you know, many of these people have joined me on the podcast or we're planning to join on the podcast. And so it gives us a chance to really talk about female Female founders and female entrepreneurs, and unique challenges that sometimes we face as women when we're starting businesses. And so I love that dimension of it as well. You do such a great job of, of showcasing the showcasing the members, and you know encouraging them to showcase each other, which I think is a really beautiful. Well, thank thing. you,
1: and thank you for noticing that because it is really a core part of the the whole reason. Um, yeah, it's just something that I always wish we as women could kind of get, get over that hump a little bit and just embrace each other for our strengths and for the gifts we have, and then really help each other rather than, you know, just sort of be, feel like you have to be in there for yourself only. It's a different way of thinking sometimes. Like I really do notice that some people are kind of, they are kind of taken aback by it. Like, wait, wait, what? Like you actually want to help me? it's phenomenal really I, I see a lot um and there you know there's no hidden agenda there's nothing there that's what's the catch there's no catch we really are <laughs> i really like it's almost it's almost like a project that i'm i really have an experiment to prove that we can actually be kind yeah and, and do business um you know my my father is very very kind. And my, my mom too, but my dad has this, this, like, he always has said kindness is not, it's not a single act. It's, you know, it's a lifestyle. Like he has that hanging in his, always had that hanging in his office. And I know that I inherited that. Um, I, I mean, I, I think I was raised with it, but I also know that it just, it's just, I inherited that part of him. And so um, it truly does take a minute for people to realize that, You can actually be nice to people, and you can. And you're not gonna, you know, you're not going to keep yourself back if you're nice and you help the next person. You're really only going to advance everything. So, um, it's just, it's just a good, it's just a good life skill to be able to (laughs) help people and be kind and and go with it rather than feeling like you have to constantly
0: fight for your place. I think what you just said takes us right back to where we started with this conversation and this focus on influence. And I think the way in which you've illustrated this concept is just so beautiful. And I am so grateful for the time today. Thank you, Lydia, for being part of She Said, She Said.
1: You bet, and thank you for being part of the Supper Club and the Prep School, and just being you. My pleasure. You're really <laughs> one of those people that I am so thankful that I've met, and I'm not, and I'm not mm. just gushing for the sake of gushing. I truly like. I value every minute I get with you. And oh, I appreciate so you sweet. so much, Laura. So just keep doing what you're doing, because I, I follow and watch and love listening to the podcast, and also I, I'm already hoping that you're going to be at the Southern Sea this year, so we can.
0: I am. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. We're, we're gearing up as we speak. In fact,
1: I'm looking forward to giving, giving you a big hug in person and actually getting a chance to talk again. So thank you so much for everything.
0: Thank you, Lydia. I appreciate it. Hey friend, if you enjoyed today's episode, please be sure to let me know you can share your feedback with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. You will find me at Laura Cox Kaplan and you can direct message me right there. Or you can send me an email at info at said.media. Again, that's info, I-N-F-O, at she said.media. Or better yet, you can leave me a review, which I would greatly appreciate. I would love to hear which parts of this conversation and of this podcast are resonating with you and are most helpful to you. As always, friend, I am so grateful that you're here, and I hope that you found this week's conversation a good investment in you. Remember, She Said, She Said podcast is a weekly production of She Said, She Said Media. You take care, and I'll see you again next week.